We are the whisper in your ear telling you to do the bad thing. Do the bad thing. This is Badbers. Sir, Welcome to this week's episode of Bombers. I am your host, Piddle. With me, I have Bomber number one, Spiegel. Uh. And Bomber number cinco, Deeg. Uh-uh. Finally got the numbers right. All right. It only took, what, I'm eight episodes? Uh, well, and also, I feel like removing one of the bombers made it easier for him to count. Honestly, it really did. We are missing, for those who did not catch it, we are missing bomber number three, Zyber, and bomber number four, who I'm not sure who that is yet. No, oh, you don't, don't acknowledge talk. bomber number four. That's the whole, oh, another it. inside joke spoiled by our new host. This is the worst. No, this is bombers. The bombers. <laughs> All right. So hopefully we have interesting things to discuss this week. I'm not really sure if we do. Because I hope we wasn't... do. We got fifty nine minutes to go. I <laughs> we really have to start being interesting. Hey, if we want, we could cut it down to like fifty minutes. Thirty minutes. That's true. I did have Look, to I cut want five minutes. I t- I did have to cut about 10 minutes off of last week's episode. All right, was, show's over. Man, let me tell you, the rambling the rambling was now, really bad. I feel like we owe it to our audience to just add 10 minutes to this episode. <laughs> the faces. <laughs> Let's not do that. Let's... All right, getting us right, what started. Are do- what are we doing? Spiegel, what is our bombastic news? Oh, I get the bombastic news segment this week. All right, so typical housekeeping stuff. Uh, You like bombers? That's right. You like bombers. You want to talk to the bombers. You want to walk with the bombers. You can join the bombers discord. Okay. The link is in the description of this podcast and every podcast you want to join. You know it. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. I'm hanging out with internet strangers. You can watch us play video games online on Twitch on our Twitch stream titled This is Bombers. And uh, we also have a Twitter, which I do not look at, uh, at Bombers Podcast. And, of course, if you want to email us questions for our Bombers Notebook segment, uh, which we'll eventually do again, it's uh, thisisbombers at gmail.com. That is bombastic housekeeping. That is bombastic news. Oh, personal item. Fake Fest 2020 lineup announced occurring the weekend of November uh, I should have been more prepared. November 20th through the 22nd at my house. Everyone is welcome. You must test negative for something. Things. It's no gonna bombs. going to be a, fun, a- fun, fun music festival. Uh, we're just going to watch music DVDs and camp in my living room and eat grilled cheese all weekend. It's going to be pretty great. I have a bombastic news question. What is uh, up with Game Club this month? Because we're What's on to the, this, deal the beginning with Game of the new Club? month. What's did you ever notice? Did you ever notice how Game Club votes for a game every month, and it's always a game that Spiegel has played? What's the deal with that? <laughs> it's it's weird that Spiegel's also the one that counts the votes. Hmm. Hmm. I think he. Ju- I think he just doesn't like playing games. Honestly, I've already played uh, this. That's the Spiegel I'm I know. for it. I'm playing this month's game, though. I mean, uh, it's it's Doom. Doom is the winner of the game club. Those of you who don't know what the game club is, we uh, wait. Which we all Doom? get together. We we Doom 2016, of course. Uh, we all get together and we we vote on a game, and uh, 
we play the one that gets the most votes and we talk about it in the in the aforementioned discord so if you like stuff like that again join the discord it's fun we have a good time there's also a bot now we should mention the bot the bot has uh, stirred up a lot of controversy uh nobody likes the bot oh everybody loves bomb bot bomb bot is the worst no, come on. It's pretty bad. Bombot's great. Bombot gives you rewards for being active in the server. All you have to do is talk, and you level up. And everybody loves leveling I, up for reasons. I mean, do you not see the issue with what you just said? People have to talk? Let's see if he figures it out, folks. So, <laughs> let's get started with our discussion for this week. <laughs> New games. So, we had a lot of games that came out this week. A lot of Killer apps, triple A games. You gotta run out and pick up these games right now. FIFA twenty one. <laughs> uh yeah, can't wait. Uh coming to Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One and PC, I believe. Uh the FIFA twenty one Legacy Edition, of course, coming to Switch, which is indeed a port of FIFA thirteen for the Xbox three sixty. Good work, EA. You wonder why no one buys your Switch games. There you go. So I have a question for you guys. Have you seen the new artwork that they're putting on EA games nowadays? I haven't paid attention to EA games for so long. It's ugly, it's, dude. Google the Madden it's 21 so bad. It's so bad. It is so bad. The branding that they have gone with is... Whew. It, it I literally like could throw it together paper. in MS Paint. I could throw it together in MS Paint. In fact, I literally oh, no. have thrown together a mock... EA games cover <laughs> with MS Paint. Oh, I, lo- no. I love I googled this. it. I love this cover too that that Piddle made. I mean, it, it's very clear that EA is is done with doing anything that takes more than the absolute bare minimum effort. Um, and it, I guess it. I guess they finally figured out like, hey, people bought that stupid Ma- like Madden. I think it was nineteen with Antonio <sighs> Brown, formerly of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Deg. Uh, he was Deg. on the cover and he was like, he was like, and he was like crying or something. I was really weird. Uh, dude's, this, a, dude's a psycho, but, but people bought that. This cover art is, it's clip arts. <laughs> it, like, you could make this, you don't even need Photoshop. This is MS Paint level stuff. It It's pretty bad. This is amazing. Wow. Yeah, and you know what? The FIFA 21 art is the same. It looks exactly the same. Like, it, it's very clear that they just, like, they have a template and they just plug images in. And, uh. Oh, jeez. It is exactly the I same. I assure you, someone oh, is getting sad. paid, like. 80 grand a year to put Nothing. these together. Oh, no, no I guarantee way. No they way. They have an intern. They have yeah, was... an intern that they said, hey, intern, you're getting no money. Have some experience. Please make this crappy box art. It has to look like this. Find images that fit. So for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, because this is a podcast, not something on video, go ahead, Google what the uh, EA covers are for this year for 2021. They are pretty terrible. Let us know what you think in the Discord chat. We can't wait to hear your opinions. Especially if you're driving, get pull up your phone sure. if you're driving. Start googling that thing. Take your eyes off the road. It's not important right now. You need to put your eyes on the EA Sports game covers so that your eyes can bleed. Do you want people to drive off the road? Because there are multiple reasons they will drive they, off the road. Let me. They they will want to drive off the road <laughs> after looking at these covers. <laughs> it, it is a travesty to the modern art world that these covers are allowed to exist. I'm sitting at my computer and I want to drive off the road. Just so our listeners know, we do not condone driving off the road here at Bombers. 
So That's right. Piddle does uh, not condone driving off the road at Bombers. Moving on, because FIFA 21 is literally all that is coming out this week. There was a big announcement, big reveal this week. A new character in Smash. New characters. Character. Let's be honest. Steve and Enderman and Zombie and just Minecraft. You You, You already named more characters than I would have ever been able to do had I been doing that ad read. For Minecraft right there. What do you guys think? Speaker, what Alex. do you think? You know, my gut reaction, my like initial visceral reaction to to the reveal trailer was like, ugh. But I really don't care that much. This is not a character that is remotely aimed at me. This is a character that exists primarily because Nintendo thinks that Minecraft is something that people still care about on a large-scale basis my child plays it every week did you know that we actually do have a bombers minecraft server out there yeah that's a thing please tell me more moving on to things that people care about <laughs> yeah that was it that, there's no more <laughs> how, do, how do i join this mythical bombers minecraft server no, we're going with Spiegel here, moving on to things that people actually care about. You would just message me on Discord, and I'll figure it out. All right. One more thing I want to talk about. This has already been announced. It's, it's been news for a while, but I just want to get your reaction, Spiegel and Deg. Next-gen games are going to cost 70 full dollars. That is a lot more money. It's a whole $10 more than last generation. I'm a... Really a little bit torn, but also kind of, you know, the general expected bomber's response of, ew, gross. Because, like, on one hand, I get it, like, rising costs and et cetera, et cetera. But on the other hand, so much of this doesn't have actual, like, production cost as far as um, physical media anymore. I mean, I'm blaming the industry itself for the thing that it's doing. How can you give us less product and charge us more? But inflation with inflation whatever well i i I think it's a pretty annoying take to say like well when you used to buy nintendo 64 games like they were 70 dollars or 80 dollars at launch or however much they were i i don't know why i'm annoyed by that take but it just it i think the difference now in addition to the fact that the digital versions of the games yes will cost 70 dollars like on the on the storefronts is that as piddle shoots himself with two fake guns uh reasonable all right uh, it's a, that's a little dramatic, but okay. In addition to that, just the fact that you know there will continue to be $50 and $60 season passes that are available yeah. day one for games such as Call of Duty. They will continue to have microtransactions, which, yep. by the way, are clearly not funding uh, the artwork production for box art for EA sports titles. Uh, can I put my extra $10 towards that? Because that might be a worthy cause. I wish. What if they started having it where you could choose what your money went to whenever you bought your microtransactions? Yeah, the government should work the same way. You know, I don't want to pay for my dad's social security. I'd much rather fix the potholes on my street. You know, honestly, we do that? honestly, I think this is just a ploy to have gamers look and go, ah, oh, it's $70 for this game. But if I only pay $30 more, I get that collector's edition. That's not what it is. I think it's people being like oh, i could pay 70 dollars for this game which means i need to now pick and choose which games which means i'm only going to get a ps4 5 5 4, what are they on i'm only gonna We've get ne- the next playstation 
instead of the Xbox whatever those letters are. Uh, I don't have I don't have the spare money for to buy games on both of them anymore if they're seventy dollars. So I really have to to lean into one or the other now. Will either of you buy a game for seventy dollars? I spent ten dollars on lunch today. You know what I mean? Like I I mean I'm rich, but <laughs> at the same time, like I don't think ten dollars is an unreasonable proposition for a hobby that's fairly expensive if you're buying in new. But if you're buying pre owned, I mean I, those prices aren't going to change. You're still going to get games that are year old for twenty thirty bucks, and games go on sale. Right away, if you're a company like EA or Ubisoft, like around Black Friday, I don't think this is as big of a deal as people are making it out to be. Like the sticker shock initially is like, oh, seventy dollars, but I, I don't know, I don't, I don't see it. You know, it might mean that games once once they hit that platinum status or greatest hits or whatever, that they only cost thirty dollars, not twenty. That'll be a little bit harder to swallow. I think that the biggest thing is something that Spiegel you only briefly touched on and I think I only briefly touched on but I think it requires much more focus is the fact that the digital editions and the physical editions are both going up to $70 and I think that's a weird marketing choice if especially say from Microsoft who is trying to push digital as hard as they can you'd think that they would want to be like oh if you buy it physical it's 70 but if you buy it digital it's still only at 60 I am not a fan lead into our digital market this works out beautifully for Microsoft because they already have a subscription service that you can not, you know, you don't have to worry about $70 digital because it's, and as Deg shoots himself with a gun, uh, there, I guess there's only one bomber left. And I, hey, the only thing left I can trust is my gun, uh, I guess, officially. Now. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Thanks, guys. Microsoft, Game Pass, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it will be a better value proposition, supposedly. Not really. I miss when some of the publishers out there would actually give a like $10 discount or whatever on the digital edition because they understood, you know, digital edition, the cost of distribution is so much less. And for a while you could go on steam and buy a game that was $60 normally for 50 bucks. Brand new. Do we know for a fact that games are going to be, uh, are they're going to cost the same digital and physical? Because I threw that out there, assuming that to be the case. But the more I think about it, the less that actually makes sense. Especially if publishers are trying to push people towards all digital. For seventy bucks, you're gonna want to own. You're gonna want to hold something in your hot little hands. If it is seventy dollars digital, count me out. For I mean, I don't even buy sixty dollars digital games. I don't buy it unless it's tw- count, under count twenty. You out. You've been saying you're out of this generation for months. I, and then no you were saying that you, you wanted in. to get an Xbox, and then you were saying that you were out again, and then you were saying that you wanted an Xbox, hey, and then hey, you were saying you're out again. I can play Assassin's Creed Unity at above 30 frames <laughs> per second. I can't God, even, you have a Midwest count, I'm sold. I can't even do that with my uh, Xbox One X. Cut me some slack here. I will not. Speaking of my Xbox One X, did you know that it has sold gangbusters on Amazon and other online retailers ever since the Series <laughs> X announcement. People are clearly mistaking the Xbox One X for the Xbox Series X. And no, this is it begs the obviously question. Obviously, this is people this is obviously people that are trying to get the Xbox One X before it goes out of print. Like this is the last rush. That's what it is. There's no mistakes here. Those people definitely want the Xbox One X. Poorly designed bots designed to instantly snatch <laughs> up those pre-orders. Should we talk about the pre-order debacle for both systems? Because it really has been kind of a debacle. And and I don't know. Have we talked about this on the show? Because that, that's we kind really of the big have news not. that like no... 
nobody's been able to get PS5s or Xbox Series Xs, and as as much as Microsoft and Sony want to want to kind of they want to get the message out there that look, these consoles are going to be available this holiday season. Like we're going to have more of them available, not just that initial run of pre-orders. I I have a really hard time believing that, and it just sort of feels like maybe this should not have been something that they attempted to do this year, if you know what I mean. Uh, meager launch lineups and you know just the the extremely high cost and and everything going on in the world it it just and now the inability to get a, a pre-order early it just it feels like just a perfect storm deg what do you have and to say I saw yeah there were some articles that um they were talking about certain pre-orders on like amazon for instance some of these retailers oversold their pre-orders and had to cancel some of them that always amuses me as someone who's never had a pre-order cancel I mean, I guess that's uh, that's me speaking from a position of privilege, but that's also something that I'm used to in 2020. But I, I think that just goes to further show that you are correct. They probably shouldn't have tried to fight with the interruptions to distribution and production that are currently going on in the world. I'm curious to see what those scalper prices will be on eBay. I mean, we've they've already been trying to sell pre-ordered uh slips and whatnot on ebay just how that up how could you want a next gen console this badly it just i i don't understand what the appeal is could you imagine buying a pre-order on am or on ebay and having that pre-order canceled you do you get your money back for that like is that something that you can uh work out with the money goes to the person who pre-ordered it you you only bought the pre-order spiegel you did not (laughs) you did not buy the actual console yeah but but there's like a there that's like a good faith transaction on eBay's part. Like they, they would be, it's not a caveat emptor situation. You're literally purchasing the right to own a console from somebody else. Yeah. If that person's, yeah, but it, if that person's console, you'd have to go for a certain, like a definitely a verified seller or something. Cause if you just buy it and then that person disappears off eBay, once the pre-order gets canceled, the money goes to them and they don't care. Well, I'm not going to buy it eBay from someone. Them. You're not going to buy it from someone with like a 17 stars, like 94% feedback rating. You know what I mean? Like you're going to buy something <laughs> that expensive from some, like what, that's on you. That's your fault. If you're being yeah, that dumb. Caveat emptor, man. The caveat stupor. <laughs> Moving on to our next little thing. It, it continuing off of this discussion of Xbox series X and PlayStation five pre-orders. Lot of hate towards the series X in terms of its branding. And I have to ask you two, which brand bombs? The Wii U or the Xbox Series X? Which one is worse? This is part of our new branding experience. We're just putting bomb in every segment title. That's what we do. That's how, that's how you know it's Bomber's brand. Deg, what do you think? What do you think? Which uh, is worse? Uh, they're both pretty bad. Let's be perfectly honest. Um, i gonna say that i think the xbox series xs probably is objectively the worst branding i don't know if it will turn out to have the most effect on sales by the end of it in the way that the wii u was sort of you know um hamstrung from the very beginning with its naming just because i think by now the market and the fans of xbox have kind of gotten used to just getting really crappy names I'm sort of going to agree with you. I don't think anybody's going to buy a Series S as well. But uh, Series S and X. Maybe they'll do like Elon Musk did with Tesla, and then they'll release an Xbox Series E or Series 3. 
so they'll have the Xbox Series S, the Xbox Series 3, the Xbox Series X. I, you get to a point with with these names where they don't make any sense anymore. Like if you keep saying them out loud, as soon it's as you, just it's I'm just I'm mad that they they like it's just an Xbox Series X. That already out of the gate is a name that means nothing. It's literally just a title. What it, what does it mean if Microsoft does another mid-generation refresh with this generation. What are they going to call it? The Xbox Series S X2? 3D. Tricky. 64. Series Gamma? Series Key? Well, let us know what you think, Bombers. Let us join the Discord. Which is worse? No! Wii U. Wait, I haven't gotten to share my opinion yet. No, hold on. Before you share your opinion, I want to riff on the name a little bit more because... It would be the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series Key, but the symbol for key is an X, and I know that from Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I'm not I wish Cyber was here for this one. I wish Cyber yeah. was here for this one. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know what you're talking All about. Right, look, but look, I, just, I, just understand that that was a hilarious joke. Okay, I'll take your word for it, as I do every week. Uh, <laughs> so as far as the Wii U versus the Xbox Series X, I, I really don't... It, it's a tough question because the Wii U was a mess out of the gate, but I don't think it was because of the name. I think the name added to the confusion, but I don't. I think that ultimately, if they had presented it, if they hadn't presented the controller first and they had shown off the console and said, "And it's going to have this crazy, uh, it's going to have this crazy uh, controller, but it's a different experience. It's HD. It's it's got all this stuff. Here's some games." I think they would have been better set up for it everyone knows that xbox series x is a console but it's kind of confusing to tell the difference between the two if you're just a regular consumer at least with wii u it's like what is the u supposed to be but xbox series x versus say xbox one x to the average grandma consumer you could you could just forget you know what i mean Uh, like an xbox x please yeah, exactly. If they just say Xbox X or I just mean, Xbox, like you, like I would just be telling you, my grandma to buy the extra pillar, pillar. buy the monolith, buy the buy the monolith from two thousand one, that movie that you watched when you were thirteen and made out with your boyfriend, and then had your parents. I I know it's ridiculous, theater. but I still I still love the image of the monolith. I do not like the idea of putting it in my entertainment center, but I do. Love, oh, I do. I love the image of it. I love it too. I'm going to I'm going to put it in the center of my living room and and maybe get like four or five and just stack them all up. Uh, yeah, put it in the middle of the room, bow down to it every night, throw some bones around, eventually invent space travel. Do a little pentagram, put one on each little point. Point. <laughs> and you can summon Phil Spencer right into your living room. <laughs> and then punish him for what he's done. I I would not want We don't Phil- want Netflix of gaming. The only thing I can trust is my gun. I, I don't even know where you're going with this. <laughs> At any rate, awesome. I know where I'm going from I'm this. I'm cutting the entire episode this week. We we are go- yeah. We're just we're just gonna move on to what games we've been playing, or sorry, what media we have been consuming. I must consume, consume, consume everything. Spiegel, I usually go with you first. So this week we are gonna mix it up, and we're gonna go with Deg first. Deg, I've. Tell me all about the media that you have been consuming this week. I'm offended. I for sure thought you were going to do, we're going to mix it up and go with Spiegel first. Thought we were going with one of those. Um, 
This week, I finally picked up Pokemon Shield again and actually finished the story mode so that I can eventually get to the DLC that I bought many months ago. Um, yeah, it sure is still Pokemon, so that's cool. I think they actually announced new you- DLC last week. They didn't. They didn't yep. announce new DLC. They just showed off a trailer for it. it it's got like all the legendary Pokemon in it, uh, which is pretty cool. If you are uh, someone who was not dedicated to collecting every legendary Pokemon already, which I already have in other games. So, yeah, as someone who uh, did not play pretty much any of the previous Pokemon's, uh, that's a cool little treat for me, at least. So, fun fact: Spiegel. I have not played a Pokemon since Pokemon X. I mean, that's not that impressive. That's like one generation of games, and they weren't that good anyway. So Wasn't there Sun fine, and Moon and also Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon? Oh, there Did were Sun and Moon, and, and then there were two cash grab and games. And uh, I can't think of them. I can't oh, think of them off out. the top of my head. Those games were garbage. Uh, they, they were... Man... If you were hoodwinked into buying Ultra Sun or Ultra Moon, I'm sorry, or even worse, both versions, they're the same freaking game. Now, what's a different game, maybe? I actually don't know if this is a game. Dick, you've also been playing Amongus? That's a Pokemon, actually, I think. <laughs> yeah, so that's Among- Pokemon. No. Amoongus. Amoongus. Yeah, we've been playing Among Us on the uh, oh. Twitch channel. <laughs> that's been fun. I'm now less interested than I can was you explain, when I thought it was. Can you explain Among Us? Because it is the latest Fortnite slash, I don't know. Fall Guys. Else. Fall Guys, yeah. Fall Guys. Fall, by the way, Fall Guys. Woo, Rocket League, Season two whatever. coming out. Nobody, nobody cares. Yeah, Rocket League was big. <laughs> wow, Rocket League came out in like 2013, by the way. It was still big. And then it died. Uh, Among Us Among Us is a fun uh, like social deduction style multiplayer game with uh, similar mechanics to, like, Mafia or Werewolf or any of those types of two two people, one to two people, whatever, trying to murder the rest of the players while they try and figure out who's the one that's murdering them. So it is quite fun to get a good group together and and argue with yourselves. Spiegel would hate it. Have you had any good, memorable games yet? Yeah, but... In order to really get into it, you need to either play with us or uh, head over to the Bombers Twitch to really get those memorable moments. I'm not going to sit here and wax poetic about, oh, I remember this one time I stabbed this guy and it was great. Like, that's that's no fun. Yeah, and it's not good to get into your personal life on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, for me, the the issue is not that it's multiplayer. It's not that it's online. Well, I mean, it is those things. But I think the primary thing is that people keep comparing it to Mafia, which is a game that I never played growing up. That's like an in-person, it's like an in-person game, right? Honestly, I've played Mafia and I'm really not sure how this game compares to it at all. The comparison but, is the whole secret killers that everybody else is trying to figure out who they are type of The the point is is that I never played it and every time someone says, "Oh, it's like Mafia." Immediately I think of like the Mafia, like the definitive edition Mafia oh. <laughs> that was released a couple weeks ago and I'm like, yeah. "How how is it like?" It's, it's not like that at all. No, is it like 2K games action adventure game where you play as Tommy Angelo and uh you're a taxi driver turned mobster and you you kill a bunch of people? Like that's that sounds pretty cool. I'd play that. Well, no. One of these days, Deg, I will join the server and watch you play Among Us. No, you won't. No, you, you won't. won't. Yeah, that's a lie. Shh. Don't. I don't know why you're lying to my face like that. Because I love you. 
I didn't like the reception that I got. Uh, I joined the Among Us voice chat uh, maybe, what, a week ago? And uh, you guys were playing, and I, I joined in, and I was like, hey, guys, you know, what's up? And uh, I, pr- I was teased mercilessly um, by people who were playing. Your brother-in-law was playing, and uh, he said that he would never listen to Bombers. And uh, if, you're, if you're listening, Josh, which you're not, uh, go screw. Because you're listening right now, and you said that you never would. So now who's the jerk? Yeah. I don't even know how to segue I, from that into the other games you've we played, We really Deck. need Zyber here to, to, say, to say strange things in between my non-sequiturs because it's, it's just the chemistry is ruined without Zyber to throw in his own brand of hilarious comedy in between Curse my Zyber. own brand of hilarious comedy. I hope he listens to this and feels bad. How dare he go camping and enjoy himself? Rude. He's probably um, in his tent. Wishing he could record bombers right now. Just just staring wistfully at the sky. We could look out our windows and be looking at the same moon he's looking at. Or he could be staring at his computer screen, just like we are. Dag, tell me about these other games you've been playing. Okay, fair enough. Um, Please Don't Touch Anything VR, which is the a game that came out a while ago. But uh, last night, I finally reset up my Vive VR headset so I can be gaming in uh, virtual reality again. And that was the one that I uh, booted up to test it. I don't have much to say about the game itself. I just wanted to talk about my VR. I haven't played VR, so this is a great opportunity. How do you feel about it now that you've had Vive for I don't know how long? I I enjoy it. I I particularly like it for games such as um, Elite Dangerous, the flight sim game, where I can sit here in my chair with my... Uh, throttle and stick set up with the full cockpit experience looking around and feeling like I'm actually flying a spaceship. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons released today, which is Friday, which is in the past for the people listening. And I am so pumped to play that in VR. So you can look forward to me waxing on that one. And yeah, I mean, I enjoy it. I would recommend maybe not necessarily purchasing it right out the gate unless you have an actual interest in VR, but definitely try VR to see how you feel about it. See if you don't get sick. Exactly. That's my biggest concern about it. Even though I don't... I paid $400 to throw up all over my living room. PlayStation that's of, VR. That's one of the reasons I like, like say, the like the flight sim one where you can just sit in a chair and you don't necessarily have to worry too much about motion sickness. Because yeah, because nobody gets sick on flights. That never happens. What? Uh, people get sick on flights because of the actual, like, G-forces and stuff. But if you're just sitting in a chair in space, you know, you don't you don't get the whole, like, oh, the world's moving, but I'm not kind of discrepancy, which is what people do get ill over. Get your I... phony baloney science out of my podcast. You're phony baloney science. Spiegel, I actually have to ask you this. I have experienced VR briefly and had that moment of, holy crap, this is... I I forgot where I was for a moment. Have you experienced VR yet? Just out of curiosity. Is this going to be a make fun of Spiegel segment now? No, no. I I still have not experienced VR, and here's why. Uh, The opportunity really has not presented itself. I have not seen the killer app yet. Um, I do think that that certain games like horror games, maybe Doom VFR, uh, maybe would be an opportunity for me to do that. 
But to me, these companies have still not done a good job of explaining to me why I need virtual reality. It's kind of like how companies keep trying to reinvent the controller. It's like, I'm comfortable with the controller that we have. I don't, yeah, but I don't need them to do that. Like, I'm happy with the Pro Controller. I'm happy with the 360 controller, the PS3 controller. You don't need to keep changing it up just because. And VR feels a lot like the same thing to me. But what if you squeeze the grips and something happens? I just don't. I don't care that much. I, I just, I really don't. Dag, like, like it's not. You, you look like you I don't want to play everything. Say. I don't want to play everything with the ring con. You know what I mean? I don't need that in my life. VR to me doesn't seem like um, changing it up, quote unquote, just because, as compared to the controllers. I I think it's changing it up because it's a new technology and we're we're really breaching into new territory. Uh, much like how the N64 came out and we had 3D game spaces. The, every game, games were fine when they were 2D. Now you're just changing it up just because. I don't think you're making the same comparison at all. You're comparing the transition from 2D to 3D from TV to TV that's like right in front of your eyes and it's immersive. Yeah, I'm saying it's a completely different style of experiencing games. It's not like here's a pro controller that you like and we've made it a different controller. It's a completely different game space, a completely different way of playing games. And I think that one of the big issues is just the technology has been slow to really figure that out. Whereas it was admittedly easier to make that 2d to 3d jump for like Mario 64 VR is such a weird new technology that it has been slow for them to get to that killer app. Personally, I am very interested and intrigued by some of the technology I've seen out there in terms of, I mean, they're coming up with gloves that actually let you feel uh, haptic. Yeah, haptic feedback in terms of like they'll have inflatable pockets of air. And they have gloves where if you try to close your fingers, there's a resistive force that sort of molds your hand to the shape of the object you're trying to hold. I think there's potential still. I'm still in that stage. I, th- I think also we're dealing with the fact that a lot of these VR things that are coming out are really more tech demos and really more gimmicky type of here's the things that we could potentially do instead of full on. Why haven't Um, we gone beyond that? It's because I think we, I I don't think people really want this. That's, that's all. That's all I, that's really the main thing right now. We're starting to get past that early adopter tech demo gimmicky type of thing starting to get into actual what vr games can be i mean when we start looking at half-life alex that just came out earlier this year i mean um, i think it says something that even nintendo has vr options out there so even nintendo is clearly putting out the or putting the money into research and development into this new avenue of gaming they did their research and development and what they decided on was an 80 dollars set of cardboard that you put together and strap it to your face that nintendo tried vr with the virtual boy you guys ever play the virtual boy because i have maybe that's the reason i'm not a big vr guy is because my main experience with it has been virtual boy i i have also played virtual boy and uh really oh yeah what, like years and years ago when it was still new when i was in elementary school um, Get that! T- bust I, out that Tellero boxer, man. Did, that was a. Uh, did you ooh. ever graduate? <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, it, it's. I mean, that's like 
not a great comparison because the Virtual Boy was a long time ago. Ugh. So comparing that to today's modern day technology is not fair. That's there's been what almost thirty years of developments and yeah, about thirty years of. of I have of, it on good authority that games in nineteen ninety five were better than games in twenty twenty. Piddle can prove it. Go. Chrono Trigger. You know, I really love how we turned Deg's discussion of please don't touch anything VR into like five plus minutes Just of conversation VR. about VR. Yeah, I'm not really I'm not really clear on what please don't touch anything VR even is. Did you even describe the gameplay or was it just No, like I never it? did. Uh, so it it originally was like just a normal play on a flat screen game. There was like a, a LucasArts style click adventure where you're just in a room and you're you're sitting in front of a button and this guy says, "Hey, I'm going to go into the bathroom. Please watch this machine. Just don't touch anything. I'll be back." And that, and then you're left there to your own devices. So of course, you're going to press that button, right? And then it it builds on that with a bunch of different panels popping out and different buttons and you just click your way through multiple paths solving puzzles as it were to get 20 plus endings. Do you so get please the credits don't if, you, if you don't if you don't touch the button? Do you get the credits? Like, hey, you get if, the good. If you ending. don't touch the button, you didn't touch the button. That is one of the endings. Yes. Yes. It's like the Stanley. Parable. The guy comes back and he's like, "Hey, thanks for sitting here. I appreciate that you didn't break everything." Bye. So the VR version is is that except that you're actually like VR sitting in the room instead of it being flat on the screen in front of you. So you get to actually like press the button and. Etc. Now, Deg, you played one more game, and I am intrigued by this game just because I can actually play it because I don't have a VR setup. That is Super Mario Picross. Tell me, how does how does this compare to like Picross assets on the Switch, for example? It's another example of how technology gets better as you go along. Ooh, bringing it around. Uh, it's still Picross at its heart and core, so it's still got that puzzle solving fun and comparing it to modern day like Picross S and etc there's a lot of quality of life adjustments that have been built into the games since then such as like screen wrap or just the hints being a little bit easier to read on have you solved this block of three and this block of two or do you have to stare at it and count so those quality of life improvements really do make the new Picrosses way more enjoyable and way easier to play but at its heart, yeah. it's a Picross game, so you can play it. For, for me, this it's it's nothing really more than an oddity. The game's all in Japanese. If you know some Japanese, you'll be all right. Uh, I mean, I, I know a little bit, so I can navigate it a little bit. But you're right. with this, this Man, the thing that really breaks it for me is the screen wrap. The ability to go from one side of the puzzle to the other by going left, if you're all the way on the left. I mean, that's... that's man, I didn't realize how important that was. And this game, you can't do that. And that just, like, breaks the experience for me. I don't want to go 15 squares to the right every time I want to go to the right. How big do these puzzles Crazy. get? Do they get to, like, 20 by 20 or so on? Yeah, eventually. How far did you get, Deg? Uh, because uh, I, I only played, like, the first two. The There's, like, a Mario world, and there's also a Wario world, which is, I think, more difficult or something. Yeah, I think there's 10 levels to each world. And I made it up to like level seven or so on the Mario side, which were still 15 by 15 puzzles at that point. So I imagine it does get up to like the 2020, 2025. And I basically just have committed myself to playing through all of it because 
it's as I said, it's still Picross puzzles, and it's how I wind my brain down at the end of the day. So, for those who don't know, I'm just going to throw out that Super Mario Picross was the Super Nintendo like free game included with the Nintendo Switch Online subscription. So, if you're interested in playing, we should have let off with that because because we're professionals. I mean, yeah, you can play it. Uh, I would say just just spend the five bucks, get Picross S. That's a better better purchase at this point. Spiegel, what else came out on the Switch Online service that you played this week? Uh, Super Mario Brothers 35. Um, has has either of you gotten into that at all? Even a little bit? Not yet. Nope, not yet. Okay. Okay, so it's... I gotta, I gotta tell you, it's more fun than I thought it would be. It's it's pretty crazy. Yeah, sell it to um, us. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't have to because it's free. But uh, so um... it's... You're playing Super Mario Brothers, right? Okay, so you start at World 1-1, and you compete with 34 other people, and uh, you finish the level, then you go to World 1-2. And then the game starts mixing it up a little bit. Like, if you beat 1-2, it doesn't necessarily send you to 1-3. It could send you to 2-1, or uh, I I think at one point I actually got sent to, like, 2-4 or something. Um, But but the the key is, is that as you're playing it, you're trying to collect coins so that you can get items to power yourself up. Because every enemy that you kill adds time to your little in-game clock. If you run out of time, you're dead. Um, so you, you got to kill enemies. You can't just avoid them and just get to the end. What Where it becomes awesome is you get the coins and you can you can uh, run this, this item wheel thing, similar to in Mario Kart. If you get a star and you got a bunch of enemies on the screen, you are golden. You want the fire flowers. You want the stars. Uh, just anything you can get to knock out tons of enemies at one time to to add time to your clock and then you can play more leisurely more carefully and that's the key to winning super mario brothers 35 i already got in third place which is pretty impressive for me considering how freaking bad i am at that game sounds like something i do need to try out maybe even tonight yeah i might have to it makes super mario brothers fun i can't remember the last time i had fun with that game does it always start with one dash one though that's a little disappointing if true no no, you can start with whatever stage you want. You just have to unlock them first. Oh. So, like, once you beat 1-1, you unlock the next stage that you go to, and you can start there. Uh, it also has, like, a randomizer, so you can actually start at any stage. Like, you just hit Y or whatever, and uh, it starts you wherever. And I think everyone also starts in the same place, but they all go to different stages. So, it starts pretty homogeneously, but like in Tetris, when you start building up your stacks, everyone builds up the stacks differently. But ultimately, the blocks that are coming are all still the same for everybody in the same order. So it's it's really interesting. It's a really interesting take on the game. And I really can't recommend it anymore. I mean, it's free. What do you, you want? You sold me on it. I'll probably try it tonight. Let's that's, that's all play together. We'll check it out. It'll be fun. I'll try it at some point this weekend. What else have you been consuming that's Mario related? Uh, I mean, I, did, I finished Mario Galaxy 3. Um, or Mario Galaxy. There's a third one? Uh, what? Oh, I said Yeah, what? <laughs> Yeah, it, uh, my uncle works at Nintendo, and he got me a prototype. No, um, I finished <laughs> Mario Galaxy uh, from the uh, Mario All-Stars collection, and it's fine. Uh, it's better than Sunshine, which I did not go into the collection prepared to say because I had fonder memories of Sunshine, but ultimately, I 100%ed Galaxy. I did not 100% Sunshine, and uh, I think that speaks volumes about the quality of those games and what I'm willing to put myself through. It's got some really interesting stuff, and it, it does start to get pretty hard at the end of the game with the purple coins and, and all of that. So um, Mario Galaxy, solid game. Recommended. This next game, since we're going in reverse order with all of your media, I got to watch you play, and that was Layers of Fear. 
Layers of Fear. We got our October kicked off right with a scary game. Um, Deg, have you heard of Layers of Fear at all? I have no idea what this is, so please enlighten me. I have a feeling that this game would be up your alley a little bit, because you like psychological horror, right? Yeah. Yeah. It freaks me out. Yeah. But and this game has a really cool atmosphere. It's uh, it's a psychological horror game. It's I hesitate to call it a walking simulator, but that's basically what it is. There's not too many puzzles or things that you really have to do. You kind of just play through the game. I had to use a guide at points because the game is a little bit obscure with some of the things it's asking you to do. But ultimately, you'd be able to figure it out with time. Um, I played it uh, with Piddle and friend of the show Himaru watching and it's it's just a crazy it's a crazy ride uh it's you play as a painter who like went totally insane and killed his wife and daughter and is using their body parts to ultimately paint his masterpiece and the lore that you find throughout the game you can find little objects that uh tell you a little bit more about what happened as he descended into madness the the lore that you get that you collect determines the ending that you get and i don't think i'm going to go back and play it again just to get the good ending i might actually because now that i'm talking about it it's i kind of want to go back and finish it how many endings Uh, does it have i think it has like three so it's not it's not a long game i finished it literally in an afternoon with piddle watching so it's like three hours um but it's fun it's a i wouldn't pay like 20 bucks for it which I think is what the official price is. But if it's like five or 10, definitely give it a shot. I think it's a really solid psychological horror A game. more common game or more popular game that people might be more familiar with that both Himaru and myself compared it to was Amnesia. Oh. Mm. It, it just sort of had that vibe. The visuals looked similar to it. The whole vibe of it was very similar, just significantly shorter. I think the guys who did that game also did uh, Observer, which Himaru spent the majority of the afternoon recommending to me. Uh, yeah. So that's on my that's on my wish list now. Um, so I'll be looking for that. Uh, I dig the psychological horror stuff. I think it's better than than monsters. Um, I can't say whether I definitely prefer it to games like Resident Evil because I, I do like being a little scared. But uh, ultimately, those games are just really intense. I just like feeling unsettled. That's that's how I prefer to consume my horror content. Yeah, I feel like psychological horror definitely has more of a slow burn type of fear mm-hmm. than like a Resident Evil or any of those like direct in your face monster type of things. It's a completely different experience. This last game you played Spiegel 80 days. I've never even heard of it. So Oh, I'm so excited. What is to this talk on and days. what is it? You can get it on Switch. You can get it on PC. I think you can get it on your Android device as well. This is originally a mobile game, I believe. Uh, it is a so piddle quest for mobile glory. Maybe, maybe this. I know he's his reaction. I'm waiting for him to break out the two guns again. <laughs> um, so yes. I the best the best way to set up 80 days i think is to ask you a couple of questions uh, deg i'm gonna do that i'm gonna pl- do a little play acting with you we did this before the show deg my good friend how, how are you doing today i'm doing great my good friend spiegel well i'm uh, why are you talking like that because you are are you okay <laughs> no uh deg you like you like books do you like uh do you like steampunk things yes i love steampunk things i think they're very engaging do you like uh, Jules Verne. Jules Verne is awesome, and his books are great and classic. Do you like visual novels and or puzzle games? I take or leave them. Okay, I'm just... No, yeah, no, they're great. 
Play along, you jerk. All right, 80 Days <laughs> is basically all of that. It's a uh, it's a retelling of Jules Verne's classic novel Around the World in 80 Days, which if you haven't read, man, that's a fantastic freaking book. And Jules Verne is, a, is an amazing author. Um, so check out all of his stuff. But even if you haven't read it, you can still go into 80 Days, get a cool experience. So the, the world is a steampunk world. You play as uh, Monsieur Phileas Fogg's ever loyal valet, uh, something Passepartout. I can't remember his first name. Uh, Frenchman who goes to live with his uh, new master in England, who immediately makes a ridiculous bet that he can travel around the world in 80 days and return to England and uh, and win a bunch of money from his friends at the uh, Bridge Club. I believe it was Bridge that that he liked to play. Anyway, 80 days. Uh, you play as Passepartout. It's a visual novel, and when I say it's a puzzle game, it's a puzzle because every character that you meet along the way as you travel from city to city, you kind of have to tell them what you think is the right thing to say in order to get more information out of them. The information you could need is, you know, how much can I sell this hand mirror for in Baghdad versus in, uh, say, Madrid. Um, you know, maybe you want to travel south to Baghdad so you can make more money. Uh, the entire time you're playing the game, you're managing your resources. You're managing the amount of money that you have, the amount of uh, inventory space that you have. Because some some methods of transportation, you can only take one or two suitcases. You can't just keep filling up suitcases. Um, you have to manage your uh, fog's health. He has a health meter at which uh, decreases if you're traveling roughly. Uh, as you travel from city to city, you meet all these really unique people. There was a murder mystery at one point that you had to try to solve. There's a uh, you have to at one point you have to fight a world champion boxer. If you go up into like New York from New Orleans, there's a world champion boxer traveling on the train. Um, you just get into all sorts of like crazy, crazy stuff along the way. It's a crazy journey. Uh, I, I feel like I can't even really describe this game because um, it's just so. It's a, just an adventure. It's just a text adventure, and it's a lot of fun. They, there's so many crazy. You're things describing that you describing it made me think of with. when we played Oregon Trail together. There it is. There it is. I I totally meant to bring up the Oregon Trail uh, before doing this podcast. It's very similar to Oregon Trail. So if you like that game, you're gonna like 80 Days. It's not perfect. There's some interface issues, and uh, when you're talking to people, if you don't know the layout of the map, like if you don't know where uh, Tehran is versus, say, Baghdad, if you're looking for a path from Tehran to Baghdad, and you're like, hey, does you know, can these two places connect? Well, you might have already passed Baghdad. You might have already passed Tehran. You don't know where they are. You can't look at the map while you're talking to people, so you kind of just have to wing it. Um, you do have to talk to people to get the route to find out the route to the next area. Otherwise, you're just you're stuck. You you can't leave the city you're in until you find a route to the next area. Better so know your world. Got to get back in eighty days. You got to yeah. You, oh yeah, yeah. Have a map ready. Um, but man, it was a lot of fun. A really unique experience, and I got it for like three bucks. It's really cheap, um, and I I got maybe five or six hours out of it. I might play it again because uh, I haven't been to all the cities yet. There's like hundred seventy different cities, all with different stories and people to meet. So it's a meaty game. Lots of stuff to get into. I'm sold on it. You definitely got yeah, my check attention. It out. So, yeah, that's basically all your games. Yeah, that's all of them. I hope that I hope that someone uh, listening really decides to check out either Layers of Fear or 80 Days. If any of you guys buy it, let me know, because I, I would love to talk more about both of those games. So the only games to really discuss are Game Club games, because others, those are the only games that I've really consumed or media I've consumed the last few weeks. And that is... Number one, Earthbound, and I know Deg has a lot to say on Earthbound, which we are not going to let him say much, because Deg, what did you score this game? 
I like that you saved this for the very end of the episode so that I couldn't There's a reason we saved it for the end of the episode. We don't have time for you to go off on your 50-minute rant about how terrible Earthbound is. Well, it's not a very good game. No one wants to hear it. It's a two out of five, for sure. The Uh, game is poorly... This podcast isn't a very good podcast. Well, if this podcast is anything like Earthbound, it's two out of five. You're a two out of five podcast co-host. How about that? That's probably... I'm five out of five. I I am too. I sound like Bill Murray and Caddyshack when I talk like this. You do. It wasn't just, it was not an enjoyable experience for me. I didn't like it. The negatives far outweighed any potential positives in the experience. So for our listeners, if you really want to know Deg's opinion, just join the Bombers Discord. I've, I have ranted hours he worth has, of content into the Bombers Discord. I have not really said much about it because I was saving it all for the podcast, which Zyber missed out on. Thanks, Zyber. And I loved it. For me, it's a 4 or 5. It's not a 5 or 5. Major issues with some of the mechanics in terms of how it bogs the experience down. But it is a good game. And the the one thing I want to say about Earthbound is I felt like it really told a story from the perspective of a child. The world felt whimsical, like a child's view of the world. All of the tedious nonsensical stuff that was not fun was sort of like a child's view of those things like an atm oh it's just you magically get money from it but you always got to go to it if you want money or yeah the, the whole inventory system where oh too much stuff i can't carry more stuff well better go have someone pick up some stuff for me I, don't I mean know, that I was really the number one thing I did when when I was in when I was in school and my backpack was really heavy with all my books. I just called Escargot Express from my <laughs> cell phone. Like, hey, I need you to come pick up some of my books. I need you to come pick up my pencil eraser. I mean, more uh, like, Mom, come pick <laughs> the stuff up for me. More like, uh, what is a locker? I don't use those. See now, yes. that's an interesting thought because I just literally carried around my entire school load in my backpack. I didn't use a locker. I didn't use Escargot Express. So we got some some brain observation you didn't problems. use escargo express no wonder you hated the game so much you probably had so many key items you'd like couldn't carry any items you have to use escargo express that's what it's for i think the no, worst... i meant in real life i used it in the game because the game's unplayable oh. without that crappy system the worst parts well, of the game unplayable without it. is when you need a key item and you've already stored it away that is like the worst part about the game everything else i feel like the combat right. is simple accessible and there's why there's are you some storing depth. away key items with Escar- Escargo Express when you need them? The, the game doesn't give you stuff if you're not going to use it like immediately. Because some of those key items you don't use, like you'll use it and then you won't use it for a while again, like the pencil eraser. And there were times I'm... where I could have used items against bosses, and I did. I no longer had those items. I think neutralizer is one of those items. I like didn't have it for one of the late game bosses and it sort of made it a little bit more difficult but the just the whimsy of that game i love it i mean i played it decades ago and i still remember fighting the sharks as a kid i still remember watching my friend go to the mall or the tar- department store and the lights turning out and him fighting aliens sorry spoilers i just it's a 25 year old game let's come yeah. the spoilers yeah it's just a really cute game and it's very memorable uh i went and bought a fan-made guide for it shortly after i finished it and i am eagerly anticipating my next playthrough 
the game actively doesn't want you to be playing it. So the game doesn't that, actively want you to be playing it because you suck at it. How about that? Game's bad. Just like this episode. You're bad. Your mom is well. That's, your mom's a nice person. Yeah. You're, thank you're, you. But you but you suck. Yes. You know what doesn't suck though. Deg's mom. 